What up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. So joining me tonight, Jay King, what's up? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Mr. Lyles? How are you, gentlemen? Another great day, another great week, man. Let's get a cracking. Indeed. Jay's, what's shaking with you, little brother? What up, bro? Good, man. I, I, got some, I think I got some quality interest on this one, so let's get it going. And Chief, what's up with you, man? Hey, shout out to my cohorts and henchmen. A couple of days ago, Alec Baldwin was announced as playing the Joker's father in the Joaquin Phoenix standalone. And a few hours ago, he said that he is not in that movie, and 25 other people could just as easily do that role. What do y'all think about this? This is like one of the first times that I can recall where we had a big announcement, and then in no time, the person dropped out. Normally, there's like months or so, and there's some scheduling changes forcing an actor to drop out of a role. But this is all in the course of a week. Uh, Chase, what do you think about this? Do you care any more about this Joker movie now that he's not going to be a part of it, or are you kind of bummed out that he's not going to be in it? I'm still trying. To, I'm really hoping that uh, Warner Brothers slash DC decides not to make this movie. A Joker, I mean, a Joker movie, Walking Finish. If you want to have him be the new Joker, that's fine. And that's kind of your back way, back channel way to get him as the new Joker. That's fine. But, I mean, Al, I mean, Alec Baldwin, he's got other things he can be doing. I mean, I think I kind of have to agree with him. He's like, not even knowing the role, it's like, there's plenty of people who can play that role. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be some abusive character, man. That doesn't bum me out. I'm still just hoping they just uh, decide to scrap the whole movie. Here's the thing about it. Even if you watch this Joker movie, what's the sense that they're really going to actually give you the Joker's true origin? Or are they right. just going to tempt you into sitting that seat? I mean, for years now, there's been speculation on how he came about, what he used to do. I mean, I've seen a hundred different scenarios with the Joker. Is this the one, is this the movie now that's actually going to say, this is exactly how the Joker came to be. I mean, there's one, there's a Joker on Gotham. There's, you know, there's a hundred billion Jokers out there. Um, you know, exactly. who's going to say this one movie? Yeah, I mean, they, they, and that's yeah. going to, who, who then when that piss you off, you go to see the origin, and there's really no origin. So, right. yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, so it's not exciting. It, they can go either way. You want to surprise me, put Tracy Morgan in the role. We're getting a movie about a Looney Tunes character. I said that much. Now I want to I want to take a poll to see of the Looney Tunes characters. Hypothetically, which one would you be the most interested in seeing in a movie? It's Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, all them dudes, right? That crew. Yep. I like most to see in a movie. I've Foghorn Leghorn. I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, was, hey, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was uh, funny. Yeah, I, I, I say, boy. Exactly. Yeah, he, is, he, is, he is funny. So, I don't know. That, that's who I can think of off the top. But that is a solid choice. Javon, you got one? Uh, outside of Foghorn, my man has always been uh, Elmer Fudd because he's a dope. It's not like a good dope. Between Elmer Fudd and um, Foghorn. 
Because Fog, hey, Foghorn was hilarious, man. And the little chicken hawk, what's his name? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to catch me a chicken. I would watch him fighting with Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So those two, those were my two guys right there. Jace? All right. Since you, since you guys went with a good one, I'm going to go with Daffy Duck. Yeah. Oh, Daffy so Duck is always hostile. You can make a good uh, half hour to a uh, 45-minute movie on him. I think good chance. All right. Well, I think I would actually see movies of all those that you guys mentioned. But Warner Brothers is going with a Wile E. Coyote movie. How did I know it? Upcoming film, Coyote versus Acme. Mm. As much as as Acme has screwed over Wiley Coyote, I think it is time for him to get some justice. So, yeah, I'm there. Okay. See? So, y'all didn't think that was a bad idea. Good deal. Yeah, I thought you were going to come up with something really dumb. It was like, you you just had the long setup. Like, no, you're all wrong. I just was putting you guys, just seeing what you guys thought. That was all. Okay. All right, now, because we can't go a week without a remake, we got another one coming. <laughs> who, who among us finally remembers Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? With um, Michael Caine and uh, what's his face? Well, John Cleese and uh, Steve Martin, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Steve last. Martin, Michael Caine, and Glenn Headley. Glenn yes. Headley, okay. I thought John Cleese was in there for some reason. No, nah, just Kane and Martin. Okay. So who's going to be... Emperor Palpatine. Oh, yeah, yeah. So who's going to be in it? Well, I mean, you know, so who who do you think in a 2019 film would headline this movie? Oh, what's, what's his that? face? Uh, what's Steve that? Carroll. <laughs> nope. Uh, Ed Helms. Jonah, Jonah, what's his face? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Really? Oh. You need an English guy. It's Russell Brand. You're actually trying to cast correctly. Come on. Right. <laughs> like, what is all wrong right. with you? Go to Hollywood casting. <laughs> like, all right, my bad. Um, all right, all right, all right. Let me give you guys. Let me give you guys a clue. Go for it. Let's let's follow the recent Hollywood trend. You tapped out, I can tell. All right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Uh, uh, I mean, look. I'm not groaning because they're women. I'm just groaning because that seems like there's zero. Chem- there's going to be zero chemistry between those two. Anna Kendrick's actually has has like been in movies with her. Yeah, dude. I, I just Rebel Wilson does nothing for me with movies. She's not funny. Neither does Anna. Anna Kendrick always mm-hmm. has RBF. I'm sorry. <laughs> always. She just looks like the meanest woman in your office, like the chick that nobody invites to lunch. You just walk right past her. She looks like she's always cold. Like, she's always actually funny. She's, she has to say, she's, she's very likable in her movies. All right. Okay. From Wilson, she's a tryhard. I, mean, I mean, seriously, like as much as I guess we talked about uh, Melissa McCarthy. That's who I would of, rather have seen in that movie. Yeah, it's just like, man, just stop. I mean, it's almost like with her, it's like her weight is the butt of the joke. But it's like, we're not going to say it's the butt of the joke. But really, the only reason she's in this, doing something stupid like this, is because of her race. Like, like, I mean, it's, 
I'm going on some side, Jay. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's like the new age body shame over her. It's like, haha. I mean, see, you're 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 falling down because you're fat. Ha ha. Yeah. I don't. No. I don't like wasting people like that with fatty fall down go boom because Melissa McCarthy's a good chunk of her her career since we've she's been on the scene. I guess since it was, mainstream audiences have known about her what since Bridesmaids 2011. The bulk of her movies have been fall, Fatty Fall Down, Go Boom. And that's a total waste of her talent. How about Rose Byrne and, I don't know, Kristen Wiig or uh, what's my girl name? Uh, Kate McKinnon. How about that? They're yeah. both funny. Yeah, I feel like the casting on this one's off. But Hathaway is funny. She was probably easily the best part of Ocean's 8 for me. Okay. She was funny. And she's done comedy a lot back in her early days. I thought Bridesmaid was the one. Not that Bridesmaids that kind of lacks. What was the two, one with her and Aunt, uh, Kate Bride Hudson? Wars. Bride Wars. Yeah. yeah. Bride Wars actually put my quote on the back of the box. It was exciting. Um, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't see the last one. I don't even remember seeing the last one. So this one has no interest for me either. So... Uh-huh. I'll keep my dirty rotten money in my dirty rotten pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. A couple of days ago, Louis C.K. returned after being off the main spotlight after these allegations came out. Well, I guess they're not so much allegations since he said it was true. But he he performed a comedy set, and it seemed like half the comedic world and regular world were torn and divided over their thoughts on it. Some people like uh, Michael Shea were like, hey, the dude's just getting back on with his life. Other people like Kathy Griffin are like, it's so messed up that in the white boys club, you can just resume your normal life after you do something shady and terrible. What, where are you guys on this one? Jason, let's start with you. I'm sorry. Kathy Griffin had something to say. Magically, she's never been drummed out of the club for some of the crap that's come out of her mouth. But she has, and yet we heard what she says. So she's obviously back she in the club. About it, <laughs> like, she didn't do anything on something else about it. But just I'm, the I'm, fact that she's able to tweet and it garners some kind of response. Yeah, like you, if, 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 yeah, you. If it was just Kathy Griffin talking in the wind, like. You, 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 I'm sure you don't follow her on Twitter, but it, it's one of those somebody else said, oh, like, oh, this is a tweet to care about. But I am because it's, it's, it's ridiculous, okay? In my opinion, how much time is enough time? And, okay, let, let's cut to the brass tacks. Louis masturbated in front of women, and he used his position, right? As a, as a, as a guy in a position to do things in Hollywood, he used his position, and that's never okay. But how much time is ever enough time? How much time is ever enough time? If he would have waited six months, a year, two years, six years, somebody would still come out and say, well, it's me, it's, it's me too soon. It's like, look, hashtag culture, internet culture. I miss when, I miss, I'm, I'm like Bill Burr. I miss when there was due process. I miss when we took things into consideration and say, okay, not saying that what he did wasn't so bad, but okay, in the grand scheme of things, didn't the president just come? Wasn't there a video, uh, audio of the president saying that he just grabbed women by the vagina and it's okay if you're famous, they just let you do it? 
I mean, not for nothing, the guy's a president. And that's just what we heard. That's just what we heard. Louis C.K. is the least of our concerns today. And for everybody who's up in arms because he did a he did an un, a unannounced set at the Comedy Cellar on a, what, a Sunday night, if that's what's getting your goat, then you really need to reprioritize everything in your life. There's a lot more going on than Louis C.K. doing an uh, unannounced set in, in the Comedy Cellar in, 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 in New York City. That's really, that's, that's not a big deal, okay? I just, I, I wish that we took things for a grain of salt and moved on with our own lives and said, okay, yeah, that stinks, but let's not try to make this guy to be the devil in the flesh because that, what he did is, it's not cool, but look, it's, it's not the end of the world here. Let him resume his life, okay? It's not going to make you feel any better, uh, person tweeting, uh, and, and let's be honest, Kathy Griffin is just doing whatever she can do to stay relevant. Who cares what people like her have to say? But all of these people, these so these offended uh, police, the offense police, it's not going to make you feel any better if Louis C.K. does stand up today or, or took another six years off to, to, to come back and try to put the pieces of his career back together. It's not going to hurt you any. It's not going to make you feel any better. So what's your real outrage at the end of the day? And as I always say, let's stop picking. If you're going to be up on the Uber offended train, let's start picking our sacred cows a little better. He was he was ostracized, humiliated, humiliated, and I guess at some point in time, I mean, you gotta you gotta come out and try to earn a living again, right? I'd always I, I never understood people were like, well, I can't believe you're letting them do this again or do that. Well, that's what they do, like. Are they not supposed to ever come and, and work again? Is he supposed to be uh, Louis C.K. the janitor? Louis C.K. Your, your car mechanic? I mean, what do they – I mean, you have – instead of bitching about it, don't go see him. I, whenever something offends me, uh, I always say it was my money. So if if I don't like if I don't like a product or someone who who makes the product so on and so forth like for example I used to love me some Mel Gibson I don't go see Mel Gibson anything if he's in a movie I don't go see that movie but and that's me so I, I and to me I say with my money rather than keep complaining about every time a Mel Gibson movie comes out you know I don't go see it. Um, I was one of the people who liked Papa John's pizza. You know, I used to love the little garlic and I, I eat it to the crust and then dip the crust into the garlic. You know what I say now? I say it with my money. I don't buy Papa John's. Um, you know, I don't buy Elvis records. Um, so, you know, these are the things, you know, I don't, I wanted to get the Seinfeld memorabilia thing, you know, the, the, the collection. I, I enjoyed Seinfeld, but I never bought it. So I said all that to say if something offends you or you don't like a person or whatever, say it with your money. You don't have to, I mean, nobody cares what you say. Oh, well, I don't want to, who cares? The guy has to go out, earn a living no matter what. So if he's your mechanic, car mechanic now, don't take your car to him. If he's the comedian performing down at the at the Laugh Factory that night, guess what? Don't go. 
you know. I think in this case, he was a surprise guest. So it wasn't even like they well, well, Jeff, let right. me tell you something. I've been at a comedy show, and I don't like Mike Epps. I don't think he's funny. Now, you guys may like Mike Epps, right? But the minute Mike Epps comes on stage, like if I go see a Mike Epps or Mike Epps is the headliner, the minute he goes on stage, I walk out. So, and so, you know, right in the middle, as soon as Mike Epps coming to the stage, you ready? And, and we're gone. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to sit through, you know, a half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour of unfunniness to me. And some people love Mike Epps, and that's okay too. But what I'm saying is if, if, if somebody got on, for example, you're sitting there and you're wherever listening to people have speech. You're at a black caucus event or something, and you're listening to black men come up and speak, right? And then at the mm-hmm. end of that event, Donald Trump is the guest speaker you didn't know about, right? Right. Uh-huh. You're sitting through that? Or you would you get up and say, ah, it's you not nothing I want to hear. You get up and you leave. You get up and leave. So, so no matter if he's the surprise person or not, right? If you mm-hmm. don't like him, you are free to get up and leave. And you say that, and those actions, if he sees you getting up and going through the audience, it's only what, 200 people were there at the time. He, he can, listen, if 200 people are there, and then by the time he finishes the set, 50 people are there, he notices that. So instead of getting mad, say it with your actions. Say it with your money. So, oh, uh, here coming to the look, you know, back in return. Dude. Oh, nah, nah, I don't support this. And you go. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. You say, you, you know what I mean? You, you, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's how you do it. You, that's how you say it. It's a, you know, Chief, I think we're in such a, we're in a time where this is where social media becomes a bad thing. And I always speak to this. It makes for some really narcissistic people. And even in this, there's a, even in everybody's backlash or, or outrage against Louis CK trying to resume his life and career, the narcissism of people thinking that he doesn't have the right to do that. It's like, well, why? Explain to me why you think he doesn't have the right to do this. And if all you can give me is a bunch of rhetoric and hashtags, things that other people have said more eloquently than you, then you really don't have a platform. You don't have anything to stand on. And that's all I've been hearing from the, te- uh, from the uh, tweets that I've read from people commenting and weighing in on, from uh, 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 like people like Kathy Griffin and even just social commentary people. People just comment on everything that's happening in the day. They don't have a real eloquent argument as to why they feel that Louis should be not allowed to resume his life and career. Because for what it's worth, if they were faced with the same issue or something similar, they would all they would want is an objective ear and somebody to give them a chance to resume their life. I don't prescribe to any of that. Social media gives these idiots a chance to be heard by other idiots who agree with them just because they see their tweet. So I was listening to a movie this past week, and, you know, it was kind of a rare thing, but I started, like, humming the songs when I wasn't watching the movie, and then I just went on YouTube and just listened to the soundtrack, because the songs were that good. I'll tell you that movie later. I want to get your thoughts, fellas, in terms of what kind of movies <laughs> have those kind of soundtracks where it's just like, man, the soundtrack was good, it made the movie even better. I'm still thinking about the movie because I'm thinking about the songs. I'm listening to the songs. What were some of those classic soundtracks for you? Uh, Chief, let's start with you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a soundtrack guy. So 
some of these you probably you may not be with me on. Um, Pretty Woman was an awesome soundtrack. Uh, it had uh, King of Wishful Thinking. It had Roxette, Must Have Been Love. Great soundtrack. Uh, hey, Chief, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just listening to King of Wishful Thinking today. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, I, I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you, man. Um let me go let me go above the rim soundtrack I still listen to the menace soundtrack um waiting to exhale was another good soundtrack um there've been so so many good soundtracks uh the five heartbeats I know you <laughs> nice like this you know mm-hmm. um there there's some amazing soundtracks out there oh, yeah um, oh yeah, all those. That you, that you, yeah, that you, you, you could just really get down and groove to, man. And um, those are just a few, like those, those five, four, or five right there, like a few of my favorite soundtracks that I can just put on. There's a song in there, and I can just vibe to, man. All right, Chief, you you are <clears throat> hypothetically crashing. You crash. You're on an island. You can only take one of those soundtracks out. Which one are you keeping? I'm going to have to go with, might have to go with that Above the Rim soundtrack that I named. Just because I'm angry. And I'm going to need to be motivated to. Because, I mean, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm by myself. I don't want to hear about love. True. You know? I want to be hyped. I want to be, you know what I mean? You, I mean, how many of you guys work out the love song? Lay a whisper on my pillow. You're not, you're not working out to that. But dog pound for life, I just don't give up. You come on, you you be in that gym, whatever you're doing, man. So yeah, I gotta I gotta uh, go with like that above the rim soundtrack, man. Um, that, that soundtrack was just to me was one of the, one of the greatest ones that uh that came out. Um, what were some of those songs on there for people who may not know about that one? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> uh, pour out a little liquor. <laughs> Dog Pound for Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's that? Come up to my room. Was that? Was it? Yeah, with Joe to see. With Danny Boy. Yeah. Danny Boy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that. That uh, was on Murder Was the Case. Oh, that was on. If you was, was it was it Murder? Uh, no. Okay, so that was that was another great album. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it a race song? Uh, hold on. Hold yeah, on, Afro hold on, hold on, hold on. Was on there, wasn't it? Uh, okay, you got Rage, um, Afro Plus. Big Pimpin. Regulate. Big Pimpin. Warren G and Nate Dog. Regu- yes, sir. Right. Regulate. Uh, damn, you got these. SW- you got <laughs> SWV. SWV. Uh, yeah, man. Um, that, yes, like I said, that 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 soundtrack, man, was 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 part time lover. H Town. I don't even know if y'all y'all don't yeah, want yeah, to know. Yeah, I was like, hey, if you you know, yeah, CPO, Boss Hog. Uh, um, yeah, um, that's like what I can think of off the top. I know Aaron Hall was on there. What song? What Aaron Hall was on there? That don't be afraid. Him and Juwell did a joint. Oh, the song "Gonna Give It to You." It probably would not mm-hmm. make anybody's okay. slow jams list, but it was on there. It wasn't bad. Oh yeah, but I mean, but it, yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, none of the songs didn't oh. mean to turn you. None of the songs to me 
didn't mean to turn you on. None of the songs in me was was bad songs. Like you could you could probably put that on and just and just let it bump out. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they were all pretty. They were all pretty decent. Even on a deserted uh, island, you could let it, you could let the CD ride. Like, all right, I don't hate this song that much. So, all right, I can listen to this. You know, um, didn't didn't Celine Dion do the whole Titanic uh, soundtrack? Well, there was some classical. It was classical arrangements, but she had that the the, she had big, the iconic song. The, the iconic song, right, Jace? Yeah, so I mean, like I said, man, I don't. Did y'all did y'all like that Dog Pound joint? Which one? Yeah, man, I was big Death Row dude. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> it's like the reason I was able to remember the song is I literally just pulled it up on my iTunes site. Yeah. What what, <laughs> what Dog Pound joint? The song or Above the Rim? I mean, I'm talking about the Above the Rim soundtrack. That's what I meant to say. But I mean, oh, did yeah. you guys enjoy the Above Everybody. the Rim? Did Everybody. you guys enjoy the the me- the Menace soundtrack too? Of course, a hey, top of the world. Okay, every summer, Spice One. I get the car washed. Hey, a trigger. Uh, uh, you know what? Got no heart. Hey, every summer when I get the car washed and it's clean, you think I ain't riding through the park looking like Kane when he first put them, he jacked them dates off that fool and threw it on that five on. This is the top of the world. You think I ain't cranking my fist like I'm, I'm boss? I'm bossing out here. Yeah, of course. That Yo, was that, my soundtrack, that scene, man. That scene used to get me every time. Because he gets in the car, he's jacking the dude, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I'll take a double burger with cheese. So the dude, the girl comes on, she's like, can I have your order? And he's like, uh, I'll have a double burger, some fries. And he hey. said, I said, with cheese. But my thing was, how many times have you been getting jacked and then start ordering food for yourself while you're getting jacked? Like, he didn't ask for fries. My order would have been a double burger with cheese, and that's it. You want anything else? No, I'm good. I'm good. He was going, yeah, he ordered, he was ordering a meal. He was like, let me get some fries. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> he's getting robbed, dude. Hey, he's getting robbed, and he's going to get a nice meal for it. Hey, what cracks me up the most about that is the after scene where he's counting the money, and when dude go, and he's like, yeah, I saw some food slipping at the light. I had to get him. Like it was a must. Like you saw fifty dollars sitting on the on the on the ground, and you just had to pick it up. That always killed me. That always killed me about that. Jace, how about you? What you got? All right, I'm gonna go. With, uh, this is gonna go all over the place, so I'm I'm gonna have have a little bit of fun. So if you're on a nice summer day, got your nice linen on, cars looking good, traffic is breezy and easy. One of my suggestions would be the Ocean's Twelve soundtrack. You might go about 150 miles an hour at one point, but that's okay. It's a nice breezy day. You're going to really enjoy it. Like like the scene with Catherine Zeta and uh, Brad Pitt, you're going to be zoning out to that when it gets nighttime. You'll feel real good. Uh, next one, I got, I'm got. i going to go with uh, Transformers a movie. And I mean Transformers a movie, not anything that's been live action. Uh, but if, if you can't get hyped when you hear... Uh, you got to touch. I mean, I, I just don't think you're alive. Uh, next one, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with my twofer. Uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Those two, I can let just run through. I mean, like, if I'm at work, I can literally just put those two on and just zone out to the day. 
and I'll be like, wow, this is so much better than actually being at work. Oh, wait, I am at work, but I'm seeing those two movies in my head. So it's a good day. Next one is Cruel Intentions. I actually used to work. Uh, this was one of another one of the songs. I mean, CDs I used to work out to. And yes, I did CDs. I mean, I am ancient. But yeah, me and my office mates used to listen to the CD and just literally like, yeah, okay. That was cool. All right. Yeah. We, we knew at least a good hour and a half had gone by and we, and we were in a better place for it. And then I think I'm going to go with my last one is going to be the Love Jones soundtrack. That was, a, that's another good CD. Really. It, there was, a, I mean, there was, I mean, that like a nice mellow vibe, like, especially like a, come uh, in the next couple months, come fall, put your sweater weather on, put that on at the end of the night. I, I think you should have a very good end of the night. So, so those, that's my list. Yeah. All right. Your bag of music is sinking to the ocean. Which no. You've been trying Yeah. Ocean's 11 is going to be way too breezy for me. So uh, I got to let that one roll. So I'm going to have to go with Revenge of the Sith because uh, Anakin versus Obi-Wan should actually get me motivated enough to figure out how I'm going to get to the next island and I don't know how my batteries are working and how I'm going to get there but I'm going to need a little extra motivation you know so having the, the, the instruments that on that one kind of, kind of getting me going you're not going to grab a rise on Rodimus Prime you got the touch you got the power. You're a winner. That is my joy. You go, man. I'm about to turn that thing on. Hey, I love, I love that cheesy synth at the beginning. That do do do. Call that cheesy. That that thing is awesome. I'm sorry. You gotta say cheesy. I say awesome. Hey, that muted cheesy synth at the beginning, you have to love it because it cues it up, man. It cues it up. It's not cool. It's just, it's so 80s cheese that you have to love it. You gotta love it. You can't hope otherwise but to love it. Javon, what you got? Oh, bro. Um, I think I got some winners. And um, I'm, a 90, I'm an 80s, 90s baby, so we're gonna, we're gonna do this. Um, the Juice soundtrack. Juice soundtrack was like that. Between Aaron Hall, nobody begged for a piece like Aaron Hall, and nobody had the rapiest songs. Well, Keith Sweat, but Aaron Hall, hey, Don't Be Afraid is one of the rapiest songs ever. And in the Me Too era, you can't even play it right now. No, anything by R. Kelly is pretty rapey now. I don't know, Jason. Um, You can yell, but you can hit me. It's just making me more horny. That that's a that's a lyric from the, that's a line from the song. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid, baby. Come on. Man, that out of how many? I mean, that Aaron Hall album was actually the first CD I bought. So there was like really? ten versions of "Don't Be Afraid" don't on be afraid. that. So. Yeah, that was the album, and I miss you. That and I miss you was like three fourths of the album. All right, so um, uh, Juice, um, Boys in the Hood. Poetic Justice. Hey, bo- both of those movies gave us oh, bo- really good Tony, Tony, Tony songs. I love Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, Jason's Lyric was an underrated soundtrack. Um, Higher Learning was definitely an underrated soundtrack. I love the Higher Learning soundtrack. 
Um, another underrated soundtrack was the Into Deep soundtrack. Um, I loved uh, Love Jones, of course. That was that was a great one. Thanks, Jace. Um, there's a few others. Don't Be a Menace had a pretty good soundtrack, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was a pretty decent one. Um, but Into Deep was dope. Um, the Corruptor soundtrack. I don't know if anybody remembers the Corruptor the movie. Um, but that was Marky Mark and uh, what's his name, Charlie and Fat. And they had a really good soundtrack for that movie. It was all hip hop, of course, with like the sprinkled in rock song here and there from like Corn and somebody else, I think. Um, but that was a that was a really good soundtrack. Um, Belly, and I'm not just naming all these movies, but they had really good soundtracks. And um, that was back in an era where you couldn't sell an urban film if you couldn't sell the urban film soundtrack. You really couldn't. Like All right. a lot, yeah. Okay. What's the one you're taking with you? Ah, uh, wow. Um, the one I'm taking with me. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick any one, it's going to be higher learning, just because I can listen to Michelle and Dagio cello, and that's a gem. Um, soul searching. Don't nobody hold me. Don't nobody kiss me. I can listen to that song. Every day for the rest of my life. I was going to say, you're going to be on a deserted island by yourself listening to that song. Yeah, so that means I'm going to have a lot of alone time pleasuring myself. So it's going to be, don't nobody hold me. Don't nobody kiss me. Yeah, yeah, you deal with that. You, you, can, you, can, you can deal with that as you want. But I'm being honest with myself. That's what I do. That's what I do. So, yeah, high learning. Wow, okay. Good deal. Yeah, you can act like you. Yeah, you can act like you're a, a, immune to that, Jeff. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just yeah. Go ahead. Like I'm immune from hearing you say that. Yeah, you can act like that. You're on a desert island by yourself. Yeah. You control your urges all you want. Watch the coconuts, buddy. Sometimes yeah. they're pine cones. Yeah, I'm gonna find a way to get intimate with them both. I'm on a desert island by myself. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason reason why we let you go last a lot of these times. Yeah. All right, so for mine, it's kind of cool because we didn't have much overlap. But my choices were the Purple Rain Rain soundtrack because that's just, jeez, playthrough of, of all playthroughs. Hmm. Great Gatsby, that one is an amazing soundtrack, and it really makes the 3D experience pop even more. The Bodyguard. Whitney Houston at her prime peak in her career. Her voice is still magic at that point. The Kill Bill Volume 2 soundtrack. I hated that movie compared to as much as I love the first one, but the sequel Volume 2 has a far superior soundtrack. And I got to give it up for the New Jack City soundtrack because that was amazing. New Jack really? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's, other than soundtrack. Other than New Jack Hustler, of course, Color Me Bad and the Johnny Gill song, I'm still waiting. Who's that Levert? Eh, I could take it or leave it. Man, yeah. The Levert with Troop and Queen Latifah, that was all right. Even right. the even the guy joint, the New Jack, I, that was it was no, you're right, Jeff. That was that was decent. That was a, that was a good soundtrack. That was a good soundtrack. Then going old school. No, I'm sorry. I'll uh, I'll say those two for last. Two more. 
most recent one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that soundtrack really plays into everything that's going on in the movie. And I love when that happens. And the lyrics and the song choices are really smart for how the movie plays out. Uh, Next up, Boomerang. That was one of my first soundtrack loves. That that one was a killer playthrough soundtrack. I mean, man, every song on that one was a winner. That was Introduced us to Tony Braxton. I mean, it was just, yeah, great. There you go, Johnny. There you go. Um, Die Without You by PM Dawn. Love should have brought everything you with that one. Yeah. Dude, what was the song they played during the making love I, I scene? Sex on the Flowers on that too. Yeah, that's yeah. one. Of but what was the song they played with the "Ooh, it's so sweet"? Like, oh, uh, uh, G Love and the Special Sauce, oh, I think it is. I don't know. Nope. I don't know. Kenny Vaughn and the Art of Love. And the the Art, Art of Love. Love, something like that. Oh, okay. You know nice. what? One I, I forgot to put on my list. It had one of the best like slow jams, like love making slow jams ever. Y'all remember Mo Money soundtrack, Johnny Gill, Let's Just Run Away? Yo, Johnny Gill was coming up with major he was killing hits. killing the soundtracks, soundtracks. man. killing that game. Killing the soundtracks. Like, tonight is right. This thing is awesome. It's Which awesome. One? The Boomerang? Boomerang. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's Anybody think about Batman? I mean, uh, the, the Dark Knight Rises? Uh, no, nah. I mean, that was, the Batman one, the Prince version would be great. Let me finish mine first. <laughs> All right, so my last two are... Flash Gordon, because just like Transformers, it's a perfect example of all the glory of 80s soundtracks rolled up into one soundtrack. And then my final choice, the Muppet movie, because (laughs) I love that soundtrack and I will not apologize for it. Oh, let's see. So the one that I would take on, the one that I would listen to the whole time while I was waiting on rescue on a desert island. Hmm. So many, so many, so many. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Muppet movie. Just just to be that guy. Moving right along as I'm going up the hills and the valleys. Rainbow connection after a big torrential rainstorm and the rainbow pops up. And the one with Ralph, women, you can't live with them. I mean, there's so many songs that apply to life on the desert island. Muppet movie would be my choice. And you mentioned Purple Rain, and I had totally that a uh, total omission on my part because that's another one. I can not have Purple Rain. Rain. Yeah, Come on, man. not have. You know what was another good soundtrack? Prince did what three movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack for Batman, of course. Well, Bat that's four. Um, mm-hmm. but Under the Cherry Moon wasn't a bad soundtrack at all. Um, yeah, I think that was one of the better ones. That was one of the better ones, and Graffiti Bridge was pretty decent. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it, but it, it holds up surprisingly well to me. To me, yeah. So I guess right now it's that that special magical time of the week. Who's your dummies of the week, gentlemen? Probably the disrespect your man had for McCain. Even in death, the dude wouldn't let go of a grievance. And uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of them things, man. It just shows you, like. Like what we're dealing with, man, and, and this and this new administration. It's uh half the people are screaming at uh you know, these these football players have no respect for your country, this, that and the third. And then on the other hand, loving the dude who disrespects, you know, a, a war hero of the country. I don't know how explain the two. You really can't. Yep. 
Because his supporters, if you notice, they've been radio silent on his defense, uh, of a defense for him. They've been radio silent. Jace? Uh, I'm going to, since uh, I've only watched a little bit of TV, I'm going to go with the, uh, the French Open judges for saying uh, Serena can't wear her outfit because it, 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 it shows off, uh, I don't know what the bull crap excuse they had. Uh, it, it was too sexy, too tight. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't feminine, whatever the heck. I mean, it's just, once again, one of those, like, you're better than the people you're playing against, so we're going to try and come up with some other way to get you off the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are definitely my W. Kima Nod, shut up, stupid. You got the number one, number two album in the country. Be happy with that. Well, she went on this Twitter rampage about everybody, and I don't know, it's just, just random stupidity from, from, from a silly person. It's like, look, I don't know what to call her stupid. She's obviously not a stupid girl, but you're silly. You, you, you're 35 years old. You, you got the number two album in the country. You've got a solid career behind you, even though you haven't said anything worth saying in your carbon copy of Lil' Kim. It, when is enough enough? When is enough enough for people? It's like, I don't, I don't have the number one album in the country, so I'm mad. Well, you're not as popular as Ariana Grande. You, you, you're having, you had a nice window. And your window's starting to close. I mean, it's okay. You're, there are a lot of people in that industry who don't have a, a, a smidge of the success that you've had and are even enjoying right now. And that whole, like, it, it feels like to me she's threatened by any other female rapper. Like, her, that whole thing with, with Cardi B, and I don't really pay attention to that stuff, but every time she talks about or tries to throw a, 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 a side-eye shade at the girl, it's like, really, why? Nobody mentioned you in that. It's get over yourself. Just enjoy your success. Focus on that, your success. You're eating. You're eating real good. Stop. You, know, you don't need to, to take all the food. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't need to have all the food. You're eating plenty. You're eating plenty. You're fine. I'm torn with my choices because they both involve two morons who don't understand their position. So Kanye... Uh, apologized for his slavery remarks and he tried to blame it on his lack of taking his bipolar medicine which is a cop out and just whack <laughs> I mean seriously that that was your excuse he he pulled the Roseanne only oh, he's, he's attributing to not taking his medicine and he's still saying he's still trying to support Trump and going hey man he just wants to be loved by black people Come on, dude. Stop being a dickhead. Uh, yeah. And then your boy Tiger Woods, because everyone gets so excited when he does moderately well. He had an opportunity to talk about Trump, and surprisingly, or not so surprisingly, he didn't want to say anything about it at all. And he didn't want to say anything outside of you have to respect the office. Of and course. Decided to ignore any questions prompting him any further about the immigration and all the other incendiary remarks that old boys made since he's been in the office. So he's happy to, to be on the, the side with Kanye. He also needs to cut his hair because it's long since left him, just like his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, once he said he wasn't black, yeah, that was exactly. pretty much that, you. that that pretty much did it for me. So the minute the day he was like, I'm not black, I was like, oh, well, yeah, then. Right. Uh, Capital Nation. 
Done with you mean nothing to me no more. You giant toothed loser. Get hit in the head with another golf club while you're driving your stupid SUV down the street running from your wife because she caught you cheating right. with 50 strippers, you, you right. doofus. Hello. You got a billion party. dollars and you can't get nobody else to hold your phone? <laughs> you doofus. You deserve it. <laughs> get hit in the head with another nine eye. I got a secret phone in my car. You guys have convinced me. I'm going to give Tiger this, this week's Dummy of the Week. Just for his long-standing history of being a dummy. Congratulations, Tiger. You're probably the Tiger only Woo. dude who Tiger Woo could surpass Kanye this week. But you did it. You may hey, not be Jeff. a winner in golf anymore, but you're a winner here. Hey, Jeff, I don't know. We need to keep Kanye there because them little, uh, his miniature slide-ons. Have you seen the, fig, the pictures of those? Oh, that was a couple <laughs> weeks back. I forgot to get them. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Oh, that, that was just a, that was just a poor fashion choice. <laughs> That's his clothes, though. That's just from his homeless line, <laughs> from his poverty <laughs> line, from the poverty line. Hey, oh my goodness! He had to wear clothes before he got on the rock. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Staying humble. He's wearing these now. Too bad. They, they predicted these clothes though in the first Derek Zoolander. But, uh, they really did. They really did. <laughs> what was his name? Will Ferrell, Mufufu, Musa, whatever. Yeah, stop, whatever. It's derelict collection. Yeah. We're going to complete this show. Fellas, thanks for coming in as always. Thank y'all out there for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. This episode of Lies Movie Files has been filed.